and welcome to Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week gives you a chance to hear about things happening in our area and a chance to hear from some of the people making news or covering it. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications. This program was pre-recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. And joining us now on the program, he is the Sheriff of Polk County. Sheriff Grady Judd is here. Good morning, Sheriff. How are you? Well, I've had better days. Yes, I imagine. But I'm doing okay. And, you know, in this last week, we've had a hurricane. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of destruction. A lot of people's lives change forever. Mm. I went down to visit my colleague and friend in Lee County. Yeah, they got it worse. Got horrific damage. And we, in fact, we sent a team of people down there to help him. So I was down there visiting with him and checking on my team. They're doing good, providing a lot of help. And I flew back over Hardy County, and Hardy County was virtually underwater from the Peace River blowout. And we've got death and people's lives and their mobile homes and their homes absolutely devastated. And so we're working to help them. So it was a very busy week helping our folks in this community, and I'm grateful for the community. Our community's the best. They got out and helped each other. The electric is almost all back in place already, so I'm thankful for that. Mm -hmm. And then during the middle of all of that issue, I have a fine, young deputy that's killed in the line of duty. Mm. Only 21 years of age. He'd only been on the road about eight and a half months. We sent him through the academy in 2020. He worked a little while in the jail, and I swore him in as a deputy sheriff earlier this year. Mm. And it was just a horrible, horrible event that never should have happened. Cheryl Lynn Williams had an outstanding warrant for failure to appear. Mm -hmm. She has a long history, and in that long history, we find that she's got multiple felony arrests, multiple misdemeanor arrests, multiple violations of probation. Now she's failing to appear. She's already been to prison over nine years on an 11-year sentence for trafficking in methamphetamine. So what does she do? When we receive a Crime Stoppers tip yesterday morning, early yesterday morning, and we knock on the door, there's two gentlemen in the mobile home where she is. She picks up a gun and tells the guy, let them in. She knows exactly who they are. As the deputies are searching for her, it's a mobile home with some attachments onto it, so it's kind of like a maze. As they walk by a room, I would describe it as a, as a gaming room because they had their computers and stuff set up in this little room. Mm-hmm. She stepped from behind an uh, enclosed area and pointed this gun directly at my deputies. And, of course, they did what they should, protect themselves, and to stop the threat, they shot. 
several times, striking her twice, and she fell down. At that same instant, we heard our deputy outside, Deputy Lane, who had taken up a safe and tactical position so that he could watch the doors and some of the windows in the event she decided to flee, say that he was shot in the arm. Well, we provided emergency services for him and rushed him to the hospital thinking, hey, he'll be all right. He's shot in the arm. And we learn that the arm shot also entered his chest cavity. And despite the best valiant efforts by our great trauma center, she, they were unable to save his life. And he succumbed to his injuries. Mm-hmm. We also took our suspect to the hospital where she underwent surgery for two gunshot wounds, and she's now under arrest for second-degree felony murder. She and she alone is responsible for the death of Deputy Lane. She's the one that pulled the gun on the deputies. Oh, did I tell you it turned out to be a BB gun? Right. That's right. It looked exactly like a forty-five caliber semi-automatic, and they had even hollowed out the end of it so that it was no longer a functional BB gun, or at least it didn't appear that way to us because the end was hollowed out and it had every appearance of a real firearm. We believe she intended suicide by cop by pointing that gun at the deputies. Right. And at the end of the day, one of the rounds fired at her. Here's the mobile home. And... What's the probabilities that the tactical position that he took was directly in front of where she decided to hide? And what's the probabilities that that one gunshot would be exactly where he was standing? Had he been standing two inches, three inches, one way or the other, the bullet would have missed him altogether. Mm. So we're crushed by that. Yeah. event. It never should have happened. She knew she had outstanding failure to appear warrants. That's right. She'd already made bond. She was already released and she just didn't want to go back to jail. So she ran and ran and ran like she has many times before. And at the end of the day, guess what? We now have a bright young deputy with a brilliant career in front of him who had all the energy and enthusiasm. I mean, he's the best of America. He's deceased for no reason because of this worthless, evil woman who doesn't and hasn't complied with society's rules. Right. Well, Sheriff, there's uh, been a couple questions that uh, people have asked me, and uh, uh, you're the man to ask, I I do believe. Um, uh, First of all, why are we serving a warrant at 3 a.m. Uh, on somebody? Well, any moron that would ask you that question needs psychological evaluation. Warrants are to be served wherever and whenever we find people. There is no magic hours. Do we tell criminals you're safe between midnight and 6 a.m.? When we get a call for service, as we did with this one at Two o'clock in the morning, a Crime Stoppers tip comes in at two o'clock in the morning. 
saying she's at this location right now. Do we ignore that? Right. That's absolute lunacy to think that. Well, I feel and better. Anyone that. I feel better about my answer yeah, then because I said, uh, well, you know, they probably serve warrants when they think people are going to be there. That is the perfect answer. Yeah. That is that is the absolute perfect answer. And who in their right mind would even suggest such a thing? Well, what are they doing serving warrants at 3 o'clock in the morning? Well, the same reason we serve them at 3 in the afternoon. Right. Or 2 in the morning. Yeah, you're not going to wait you know, till you they leave. A, well, of course. And you know, when you get a Crime Stoppers tip at mm-hmm. 2 o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. It's unusual to get Crime Stoppers tips at 2 o'clock in the morning. You know it's another cranker calling to turn her in. Yeah. You just know it. Yeah. You know? So so at the end of the day, we serve warrants 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And people who don't understand that concept, you know, I just shake my head. Well, uh, I, I thought that uh, was the reason. And now uh, one other thing, there will be an investigation into this. And, and I know you can't comment on an ongoing investigation, but could you give us some kind of idea of uh, what kind of uh, information the investigators are going to be looking for? Well, we look for all of the information. We, we want to find out why the event happened mm-hmm. and how the event happened. Well, we pretty well know that. Yeah. And then we want to match the science and the ballistics. We had two deputies, a sergeant and a deputy that shot. Well, we obviously want to know and we'll track exactly where those projectiles went. Mm-hmm. We have a new shooting team that our state attorney, Brian Haas, put together and requested so we had the lead detective on this case was a Lakeland police detective. There was a supervisor from the Highlands County Sheriff's Office, and we oversaw the investigation with with our majors and captains. So we have a blended response now under our new team. In fact, this was the first shooting that a blended team went to, hmm. and as a result, we uh, will. What, what we did as an individual agency or other agencies did as an individual agency, we'll do collectively with our different colleagues. Gotcha. So at the end of the day, there'll be a complete and thorough investigation, and the, we'll have a medical examiner's investigation because we want to know exactly where that bullet went, what, what did it traverse, and what damage did it do. Right. Okay. So okay. all of that takes takes weeks and science. months to complete. Yeah. Yes, the science part takes right. So weeks do you, months. Do you, but I'm sorry. Do, do you already know if it was like a ricochet, or was he just in the background by just happened to be in the wrong place, wrong time, kind of thing? He was outside right. of the yeah. mobile home, and he had taken a a, a remarkably good tactical position. He was concealed so that someone looking out the window or out the door couldn't see him. He had an old refrigerator there that would allow him to have cover in the event a gunfight ensued when someone came out of the door. Right. But at at the end of the day, he happened to be in the exact location where 
Williams decided to hide and point her gun at the deputies mm. on the inside. Right. So he had no idea from the outside watching the exterior for someone to run or escape. He had no idea where they were in the mobile home. Right. Okay. When they were searching for her in the mobile home, they had no idea where he was on the outside. And there was no way to know that. Right? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, and there was he, no way to prepare for that. And, and like you say, at the end of the day, it's just a tragic uh, loss for his family and for the Polk County Sheriff's Office. Well, absolutely. And, and you could not recreate that scenario if you tried to on purpose. Yeah. It was a freak accident. Completely because inadvertent. everyone, the deputies were all doing exactly what they should have done. You know, there was a right. tree 25 yards away. Well, if he just stood behind the tree and peered around the edge of the tree yeah. and got shot, in, you know, by peering around the tree, that's, that's how freaky this whole thing was. Mm. So, so, so it should not have occurred, but she she created every bit of that shooting environment. Right. She intended for them to shoot her. Why else would she, who was the only one that knew it, why would she point a BB gun at him? Yeah. It looked like a real gun. Why would she do that? Did it still have BBs it in it? No, he said it looked like it didn't work anymore. Oh, it was hollowed okay. out. Okay. So that's why I was curious about the ricochet, if it was like he just happened to be wrong place um what seemed to be a good spot but it it turned out to be it was right in the right in the line it seems it wasn't her that shot yeah that's what i was trying to understand i was confused i was confused yeah and then it probably went through the mobile home wall right that's what i was because mobile homes are a lot thinner than regular brick houses yeah exactly exactly and and you know the irony of it is if you look at the tactical position he took it was perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. Right. He was not in front of windows, but he was where he could see windows. He wasn't in front of the door, but it's where he could see the door. There was an old couple of refrigerators there, where certainly he could have salt cover in the event there was a shooting at the door. You know, so so what he did was exactly what he should have done. Yeah, and on the inside of the mobile home, those deputies did exactly what they should have done. Yeah, it, it seems like, Sheriff, that you're confident that everything uh, after the investigation will show that uh, your deputies did uh, what they were trained to do, and it was just a tragic accident. We don't we don't expect any surprises in this investigation. Yeah. It looks pretty straightforward, and we know who is responsible, and we, are, we plan to take her to a jury trial should she decide on one and keep her in jail for the rest of her life because she is a menace society yeah. and she's not locked up yeah i can understand uh, putting the liability on her as well so sheriff uh, grady judd thank you very much sheriff appreciate it uh, sorry very sorry for your, the loss of your deputy and uh, we'll be watching the story over the next few days and weeks too well thank you very much for all of the support during the hurricane from all the people of polk county helping each other yes and keep my deputies and the immediate family of Deputy Blaine Lane in your prayers. It's a very difficult time for everyone. All right. Thank you, Sheriff. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Take care.
This program was pre-recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. And please welcome with me now to the program from the Polk County Veterans Council's Colonel Gary Clark. Colonel Clark, how are you? I'm great. Uh, how are you guys? Uh, doing well, thank you for asking. How did you fare uh, with Ian? I did okay. I mean, actually pretty lucky, unlike some of my neighbors um, who found um, trees in their front living room and things Ooh. like that. Ooh, yeah. No way. Yeah. That's so awful. That's it was, awful. It was. It was. Um, Good. So... But no, I, I came out okay. Uh, so hope, hopefully you guys did too. Yeah. And um, but uh, I, also, you know, on on behalf of all veterans, I'd like to just reach out and offer our condolences to uh, Deputy Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That was tragic. A uh, young man <laughs> yeah. starting his career, and and um, I've got a feel for uh, all the sheriff's deputies, the whole uh, Polk County. Sheriff's Office uh, at losing um, an individual like that who's yeah. uh, obviously had a very bright future ahead of him. Sure. And uh, it's unfortunate that that happened mm. and uh, wish his family the best. Right. So, Well, but, you know, these are the things that uh, the first responders uh, um, exactly. do. They, you know, they, exactly. might not get, they might not go home after they go to work that day. And unfortunately, uh, too, too often Heavy. in our nation, they're not given... The respect and um, and and do that they're due, and um, we're fortunate here in in Polk County uh, of having a great law enforcement team, great leadership, mm-hmm. and more importantly, maybe is the the political leadership that stands behind them, right? And uh, and the public that supports them. Uh, we just can't can't ask for more than than what they give every day. Um, police departments, the sheriff's departments, up and down the line, so. It's um, it's a sad thing that some of these happen, but um, you know we we live in in difficult times, at, and sometimes these things happen, and it's unfortunate. Now, but, does the, your organization have any activities that they do to help out people who maybe have been affected by the storm? Or uh, we well, what we do we do have uh, can can direct them to um, to where they can get some some help right. if they need to. We also have volunteers that that will help. Um, with uh, with things like debris removal, I mean, from the yard and things like that, not pickup. But, yeah. But, but we do have uh, folks that uh, uh, have volunteered to help, and uh, and a lot of the the younger veterans that are able to um, to participate and help can run a chainsaw without hurting themselves. <laughs> right. You know, right. and oh, things yeah. like that. That's important. Yeah, it's yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. We don't want we don't want casualties here, but. Um, but yeah, but we did have uh, a number that were that that uh, called uh, seeking assistance. We were able to help them Good. Uh, out, and awesome. uh, so yeah. And, and what's what's particularly difficult uh, was evacuating some of the disabled veterans well, right. yeah. that uh, needed to get to some place. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we tried to get the word out: if you need help, let us know. We'll we'll get you there. But but fortunately, in the county. Um, you know they don't there's not a lot of distinction made between veterans and non-veterans you mm-hmm. know and which right. is a fortunate thing i mean if if somebody needs to to be relocated i mean there are county resources that help with that and so we're kind of a last resort if you will that mm-hmm. somebody that needs help that can't can't get it will 
we'll we'll get somebody to help them. But uh, we we encourage folks, you know, if you lived in a mobile uh, home, uh, get to a shelter. Right. And, uh, and uh, I know a lot of uh, a lot of folks did, and so we we emphasize that uh, a lot. So, and I haven't heard of any uh, of our uh, anybody that um, that were associated with or associated with us that that was was injured or or unfortunately killed, and and uh, so that that was That's the good, good. news uh, on all that. We haven't heard of any, uh, so mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. But. Uh, but anyway, no. It's uh, hopefully that's uh, that's that's the last one for the year, at least. That's we hope. hope. Yeah, we, yeah. We fingers hope. crossed. But it was big. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, I've got mm. friends down in uh, the Fort Myers area that I'm still trying to locate. Yeah. Oh uh, goodness. That, um, uh, talked to them on Monday. You know, a week ago this past Monday, and they were evacuating, and I haven't caught up with them. So mm. um, anyway. I hope but, that's the last one in at least 10 to 15 years. Yeah, let's, 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 <laughs> I don't want any more. Let's make that. 20 but, years? <laughs> but no we're, more. We're, you know, we're proceeding with uh, with the things. This is, uh, you know, we're headed toward November, and, mm-hmm. and that's a busy time for Veterans uh, Day. For Veterans Day. But uh, the first thing we have is on the 22nd of October is our annual Warrior Walk that uh, recognizes uh, those who have been lost in uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom and— uh, Operation Enduring Freedom mm-hmm. and uh, the whole global war on terror, really, and uh, and that'll be on the twenty second. Um, the uh, the the program will be in, in, in the First Presbyterian Church on Lake Lake Hollingsworth, and then uh, we'll do the walk around the the lake. So folks are invited to um, to come out. It'll start around nine o'clock. And you say uh, that's on the twenty second. On the twenty second, Saturday okay. the twenty second. Uh, and and so we will encourage we invite people to come out nice. and um, and participate and remember, uh, you know it's kind of uh, this is like last year but but it's still there this year the the whole issue with the way in which we left Afghanistan is uh, is still a, a raw uh, issue to many and, right uh, and and so this is a way of sort of recognizing those folks and say they. You know, we we appreciate their sacrifice and what they did, and and um, so uh, um, that you know, I I deal with that a little bit too because my son spent time in Afghanistan mm-hmm. as well, and uh, so. Uh, but but then but then we you know as November hits, we we start with uh, with our Veteran Day program, and the, there's a there's a number of things that various organizations have during the week, including the schools. Thankfully, uh, the schools uh, have ceremonies that that recognize Veterans Day, and and on the 11th, which happens to be Friday, mm-hmm. uh, in Lakeland is the annual uh, Rotary Veterans Breakfast at uh, Heritage Baptist Church ag- again on uh, Pipkin Creek Road. Yeah, uh, all veterans are invited to come and have breakfast free, and if you're not a veteran, uh, ten bucks will get you a great breakfast. Mm. Uh, and you're welcome to uh, to come. We have, uh, interesting enough, we w- w- the guest speaker this year will be um, a uh, Lakeland native. He graduated from Lakeland High School. Was in JROTC there. Got an appointment Ooh. to the West Point. Oh wow! He's, he's now a lieutenant colonel, and he's coming back. Is is Colonel Drake is his his name, and uh, he's coming back, and he'll be the guest speaker okay. to uh, to reflect a little bit on on his experiences and. So that's that's kind of an, an added attraction from that standpoint, 
for the breakfast. So it's, the breakfast starts at um, at at seven, and um, you know the program will start probably around eight o'clock uh, on the morning. So uh, we invite you to to come out for for that if you happen to be a veteran. If you're not, again, ten bucks uh, will get you uh, a great breakfast uh, catered by Mission Barbecue. Oh, um, that sounds good. They have, Mission they have Barbecue's a, amazing. It's good. For those of, for those of us who have had some experience with um, military dining halls, uh, as I know Lynn has, yes, um, you know SOS is kind of a staple. Yes, but it is. the way, but the way, <laughs> I know what that is. But the way <laughs> Mission Barbecue does it, it's really unique. Oh my I goodness! I mean, they use brisket. Yes, and uh, mm. it's it's really great. It's and uh, so you, you gotta gotta come out uh, for that if for nothing uh, no other reason. That's right. They're all about the vets over there. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got they're the blue, run. It's run I, by vets. Yeah, I got yeah. the blue bug. Mm. Or blue yeah. cup. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> is. Cup. It's, it's uh, and they and they're great supporters of yes. uh, of everything we do. Mission Barbecue is, and then on on uh, Saturday is our annual uh, Veterans Day program uh, and parade uh, here in Lakeland, and uh, we've got an, an, a number of of JROTC units that will be participating in the parade as well as others are participating in the parade. But what's really significant is we're going to have the dedication of the Spanish American war monument. Okay. Ooh. Oh, and, cool. uh, if you haven't seen that, it was actually, uh, uh, d- design. Well, the design of it, uh, was done in par- uh, partly by, um, by, uh, high school kids. Okay. Who had I- their ideas about what, what ought to be on the, on the monument. And then the monument was actually produced up in uh, Pennsylvania and uh, on the top of the monument, um, it, it celebrates the Buffalo soldiers who were camped here in uh, prior to deployment to Cuba. Mm-hmm. They were t- camped here in in Lakeland. Yeah. And uh, so the, the the horses are on top, but but the, the the transportation of the monument from Pennsylvania down here is going to be escorted by various chapters of Buffalo soldiers oh, cool. uh, coming all the, all the way down. That's awesome. And then, uh, yeah, and then it'll be, um, it, it'll be placed in the park um, the, toward the end of October, so it'll be ready for, uh, for the dedication. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be, this is going to be a, an, an interesting um, addition to, um, to, to the park, the Veterans Memorial Park. And yeah. we invite people to come out. This will, this will really, really be um, a, a a, um, a fantastic event, I think, and we'll have a lot of participation. Now, the from, parade then goes from Veterans Park to Munn Park. To Munn Park, right? Yeah, afterwards. Right. And, uh, but we have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, participation by Buffalo Soldier groups from around the nice. s- around that's the state. Cool. Yeah, and, and that's uh, Saturday, November twelfth. That's 12th, Saturday, right? November twelfth. Yes. The ceremony starts at ten, but okay. get there early. Yeah, and um, we get great cooperation, obviously, from the, the RP Funding Center and Tony over there, and, mm-hmm. and the whole crew. Uh, supports us in this this regard, as does the entire city of Lakeland, in in all this. So, it should be a great day, um, a, a great time to uh, celebrate and and remember. And what we're trying to do in 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 these efforts, and we're in partnership with with Platform Art uh, to, uh, to to do this project, is we want to emphasize um, history. Mm-hmm. We want uh, we want people to be interested in history. There's a lot of Little known facts. Uh, when, for example, when when uh, when the uh, when the the units camped here, and there were there were five units, uh, three volunteer units and two uh, regular units. Uh, the 10th Cavalry was one of the regular units, the Buffalo Soldiers. Uh, when they camped here, the quartermaster was a guy named uh, a, a captain at the time 
by the name of John Pershing, uh, later known as Blackjack Pershing, oh, who, yeah. who led the the uh, the troops in World War One. That's fantastic. And uh, but he was a quartermaster uh, right here in Lakeland. So there's a lot of little historical things yeah. that are of interest to uh, to people. So. Well, yeah. I also like the fact that the schools are involved uh, because I, I think in uh, maybe the last uh, couple of uh, decades, um, young people have lost the, exactly. either the willingness or the desire to want to serve. Right. And I, I think, uh, you know, there are still some, obviously, yeah. that uh, want to serve. But I think uh, if uh, more people look into it and see uh, what the benefits are of it, uh, it could be a way yeah. for a lot of people to go. Which you're become a part of. And, yeah. And uh, hats off to our superintendent. Uh, uh, he's he's very supportive of of the JROTC programs, history, those kind of kind of things. In them, uh, and we he's been at several events where we've recognized various people. That's great. Um, uh, in in that in that regard, so all right, yeah. Colonel Gary Clark, Polk County Veterans Council. Uh, we will talk to you again at the beginning of November. Yes, I'll be there, and uh, we will uh, find out uh, more about those events. Absolutely, thank you guys. Thank you, Colonel Clark. You bet. And that wraps up this week's edition of the program. Thank you for tuning in and join us again next Sunday for Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications.